is Molly Full Answers. I'm Allison Southwick, and I'm joined as always by Robert Brokamp. He's a personal finance expert here at The Motley Fool. Hello, Robert. How are you? Just groovy. How are you? I'm good. In this week's episode, we're joined by The Ascent's Dan Albright. He's going to talk to us about sources of financial assistance, should you need it, and what you can do if you want to help others. All that and more on this week's episode of Motley Fool Answers. So, bro, what's up? Well, as we've taken to doing since this uh, pandemic started, I don't know what we're calling it. Uh, we've I've, just... I've heard pandemic a couple times. Pandemic I guess you is, could go with yeah, that. yeah, okay. Well, I asked that because I'm going to bring up some stats from the Financial Times later on, and they're calling this the Great Lockdown. And I was oh. thinking, at some point in the future, we're going to have some term for this period. And I was thinking a couple a couple ideas with maybe the vice the virus crisis or the Corona crash. I don't know what, at some point though, some term will emerge as the common term we use. But Anyways. only just for what's going on in the markets or do you feel what's going on in this No, historically, whole... like the way we use the term great depression, dot-com bubble, at some point there will be some term that we all use to talk about this when we talk about it in the future. I don't think that term has emerged yet. I actually looked into when the Great Depression first was used. It was actually Herbert Hoover who came up with the idea, who was president in the beginning stages because he thought depression wasn't so bad as crash. But nowadays, I don't think anyone feels that way. Anyways, here we are. Let's summarize what has happened. So the economy still starts going down, and the markets still keep going up. Last week, the S&P 500 gained 3%. The NASDAQ gained 6.1%. It's quite quite astonishing. Um, uh, I should add, by the way, we are doing this on Monday, April 20th. So by the time you listen to this, things will, may have changed. Or maybe they'll uh, be the same because every week we come back and we keep saying everything is lousy out there, but the market is up. That's right. Looking at year-to-date returns, and this is as of noon today on April 20th, the S&P 500 is down just 11.4%. But to give you an idea of how much it is being propped up by the largest companies, if you look at the Invesco Equal Weight S&P 500 ETF, which weights all the companies equally, that's actually down 20%. So it's really the biggest companies within the S&P 500 that's keeping it up. And some of those companies are tech companies. And you can see that when you look at the NASDAQ. The NASDAQ is only down 3.4% for the year to date, which is just remarkable. Russell 2000 index of small cap stocks is down 26%, so they're still struggling. As are international stocks, the Vanguard Total International Stock Index ETF is down 20%. Bonds, on the other hand, Vanguard Total Bond Market uh, ETF up 5 to 6%, depending on if you ha- throw in the interest that you receive. Um, as for interest rates, still incredibly low. 10-year treasury, 0.6%. 30-year treasury, 1.2%. It's amazing. Uh, But just to show that the stock market is not the economy, last week we again had another announcement of millions of people filing for uh, unemployment insurance, 5.2 million to be exact. That brings the last four weeks, total claims, 22 million people. And this comes from that Financial Times thing that I was referencing earlier. They looked back at the last 50 years, looked at the worst peak jobless claims over four weeks over previous downturns, going back to the 70s. The worst four weeks were generally around 2 million, uh, the worst being in 1982, 2.7 million. 
So what we're experiencing now is almost 10 times worse than anything we have seen in the last 50 years. Uh, it's funny. I was reading an article on the it was the New York Times, and they were quoting a guy named Eddie Perkins over at Eaton Vance. And he said, you could almost argue that we're in a bull market and a bear market at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. These are crazy times we're living in. It's true. And as you could expect, uh, the uh, job losses are not shared equally across the economy. Mm. Depends on where you live and your education level. So according to an NBC News analysis, the five states have had 19% of their labor force file for unemployment, Hawaii, Michigan, Rhode Island, Pennsylvania, and Nevada. And then NBC teamed up with Wall Street Journal to do a poll, basically asked people to categorize themselves as poor working class, middle class, or upper class well-to-do. And obviously, as you might expect, the people who are struggling the most are in the poor working class, 14% have experienced job losses, just 10% of middle class and 5% of the upper class and well-to-do. The other big news today is the drop in oil prices. Now, it actually gets a little tricky when you talk about oil prices because you can be talking about different types of oil. You can talk about the current price of oil versus futures contracts. The thing that is getting the most attention today is the futures contracts for West Texas crude delivery in May of 2020, down 50% today down to $9 a barrel. Consider that it started out this year at $63 a barrel. And when you look at other futures contracts, it's expected for it to rebound in the future. So the oil market generally is expecting that in the second half of the uh, year, people will get back in their cars, will, people will be flying a little bit, oil will go back up. But still, it's just amazing that it is pricing in $9 for a barrel of oil. Uh, and then the last item I thought we'd talk about is just home prices, because that's the other thing that uh, sort of the other big thing on most people's balance sheets. Uh, it was interesting that Fannie Mae came out with a report, said they're projecting home sales to decline by 15% this year. But that's just the number of sales. They're actually projecting home prices to go up this year and next year. So they assume, uh, they project that, so the current price of a home, used home, goes for sale, $272,000. They think it's going to go up to two hundred seventy-five. dollars New homes will increase from $321,000 to $326,000. How can it be that sales go down yet prices go up? Well, it's all about supply and demand. So on the demand side, there are fewer people looking to buy a home right now, right? In the middle of a recession, semi-depression, people don't want to go out and buy homes. But the same thing is happening on the supply side. People are taking their homes off the market. The new home market has declined significantly. People are not building homes. Uh, you put that together with low interest rates. Mortgage rates now are at 3.3%. You have some sort of equaling of forces there that says that despite what's going on, home prices will go up. There's some analysis that came out since Fannie Mae issued its report saying that's the way that's going to happen. Uh, Redfin, for example, has noted that people who have their house listed have already started reducing their prices. But regardless, history does show that for the most part, home prices do hold up during bear markets and stocks. So it'll be interesting to see if that happens during this time as well. Well, if you're all still interested, our neighbor's house is still on the market. So you can come be my neighbor. Uh, unfortunately, they put it on the market maybe like six, seven weeks ago. And so come be my neighbor. Come buy a house. Do you know if they've reduced their price at all? Have you been checking to see? Uh, last I checked, they had not reduced their price. 
So still banking on Amazon moving into the neighborhood. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't know. I guess they're just in a position where they can sit for a, sit tight for a while. But we'll see. We'll see. I'll keep you guys posted. The real estate update for my neighborhood. But right now, new na- new neighbors moved in across the street. They're renting, and then we got for sale next door. Come to my come to my hood. And that Allison is what's up. I need somebody, Help. not just anybody. Help. You know, I need someone. Help. All right, well, bro, you did you just did an amazing job uh, explaining how horrible everything uh, is, especially for people out there who are uh, maybe lower income brackets, have lost their jobs, and so we thought we would bring on someone from the Ascent. That's a sister company here at the Motley Fool. Although I don't think I'm legally required to say sister company in this case. Uh, the Ascent is our uh, friends who do a lot of great personal finance content, and they've actually created a whole site where they're aggregating information about where you can get help, support. And so we thought we would bring Dan Albright on from the Ascent to talk about this. Hi, Dan. Hi, Allison. Hey, bro. Rick, how are you guys doing? So good. Don't talk to Rick. Guests don't talk to Rick. (laughs) 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 I think that is like seriously the first time a guest has acknowledged Rick. So that is hilarious. I'm going to make you sound so good. I'm going to make you sound really smart. (laughs) I'm going to put in jokes that you didn't even say to make you sound even better. Just put in, yeah, way to go. Dan knows how to butter up the right people here. Uh, So, Dan, thank you for joining us. Can you talk a little bit about what you guys have been doing over at The Ascent and some of the resources you've been providing for people? Sure. So we've been gathering all the information we can on how people can get assistance during the pandemic or the the great virus crash or whatever we're going to decide to call this in the future um, and trying to keep a running list of everything we can find so people know where they can get help as well as just providing advice from our personal finance experts um, to help people figure out what they should do with their money right now. Great. So we brought you on to kind of give us some of the cliff notes. So let's start by uh, checking in on the CARES Act. Bro covered it a couple of weeks ago, um, or maybe it was a month ago. I don't know. Time has lost all meaning. I don't even know. We're taping the show on a Monday. That never happens. What is going on? Uh, but Dan, why don't you share with us, what is the latest when it comes to the CARES Act? Because I think checks are supposed to be, like money is supposed to be flowing now, right? Yeah, there there are two big updates on the CARES Act, and that is one of them, is that individual checks have started going out. So a lot of people have seen money hitting their bank account or the check arriving in the mail. I assume some people have checks arriving in the mail. I think most people are getting them into their bank accounts. Um, so that's really exciting. Uh, we ran a survey and we published it last week, and almost 40% of people said they'd be using those checks to pay bills, which is great. So people are using this money to stay afloat. Um, during tough financial times. But we also saw about a quarter of people said that they'd put it into savings, which is not going to help kickstart the economy, but is a good financial decision. So we were happy to see that. Not very many people said they were going to spend it on going out to eat or ordering in. Um, So the other big update is that the Paycheck Protection Program for small businesses has already completely exhausted its budget. Uh, A lot of small businesses didn't even have a chance to apply. uh, So that's putting a lot of small businesses in a tough spot. But I just saw this morning that Shake Shack is returning $10 million to the fund. They decided they actually didn't need it as much as most of the other businesses out there. So they're sending it back. 
I have no idea how you return $10 million, but they found a way to do it. And so that should help. Yeah. Do you think other companies are also going to follow that lead or? Um, I don't know. I'm from, I assume he's from an outlier. Yeah, from what I understand, some pretty large businesses have taken checks from this fund if that's intended for small businesses. So I hope to see more of this, but I don't know if it's likely. That would be great. I think there will be a point where uh, once the dust settles on this and people look back who took the money, who didn't need the money or deserve the money, I think there's going to be a lot of bad press. So I don't know if Shake Shack is trying to get ahead of that or they're just doing it because it's the right thing. But I think it's possible you will see other companies decide But when they look at the fact that they got money, whereas all these other small businesses didn't who really needed it, they don't want to be put in that kind of light. Uh, The other thing I'll add, by the way, is that the IRS has been updating its tools on its website. So if you haven't gotten your rebate yet, um, go ahead. It's irs.gov forward slash coronavirus. There's a couple of tools, one to check on your payment and one to update your information, your mailing information or your bank account information so you can have that directly deposited if you get it in in time. Um, some people are still trying to use those tools and not finding their information. The IRS is, is furiously trying to update the site and process everything. It only does it once every 24 hours. So you, no need to check it more than once a day. All right, Dan, how about city and state level help? I imagine there's a lot going on at the community level. So uh, what are some examples that you're seeing? Yeah, a lot of states and cities have started running programs uh, to help people in need. So here in Colorado, for example, the, the Mile High United Way is dispensing funds on behalf of the governor's office. Uh, we're seeing that happen a lot as that state and local governments are partnering with a charity because it's hard to donate directly to a state or local government. Uh, so they're working with charities to take funds and then disperse them. So here, uh, businesses can get grants of up to $25,000. And then first responders and healthcare workers can also get help finding childcare. So there's a lot of different ways that states and cities are helping people. It's not just with cash payments. If you're looking for help in your local area, you'll want to go online and see what your state and local governments are offering because they're offering a a wide variety of benefits. So Washington State, for example, is helping people who can't pay their mortgages by sort of coaching them on how they can get in touch with their lender and ask for uh, payment deferral, which is kind of a cool benefit. Even during normal times, many uh, local governments, states, counties, cities will offer support to certain demographics like older people or single parents or things like that. So visiting the website of your local governments will help. They'll probably be highlighting what's available just due to this recent crisis. But if you dig deeper based on maybe some of your demographic information, you might find that there's some other aid that's available. All right, let's move on uh, and talk about employers because some employers actually are increasing what they're doing to look out for their own employees. Yeah, there's a lot of government assistance for small businesses so that those businesses can provide sick leave for their employees, which is awesome because these are the companies that are struggling right now. Um, A lot of them don't have the funds to pay sick leave for their employees. And so they're getting help to offer that. Uh, They can also offer tax-favored disaster payments so that employees can buy medications and pay for health care, set up their home offices, and all the other things that people need right now when they're working remotely or out of work. So that helps a lot 
for small businesses who don't have the funds to help their employees out. Um, another big thing that we've been seeing a lot of is freelance and contract focused employers like Instacart and Lyft and Uber, Postmates, companies like that are paying employees who can't work. So if you've been doing a certain amount of work for a certain amount of time, you can get all or a part of your average wages paid back while you're not working, which is a huge benefit for freelancers because they don't have sick leave or many other benefits at all. So that that's a really important one that we've seen. And then we're seeing lots of other organizations providing benefits to their employees. Uh, so for example, Walmart is providing grants through the Walmart Associates in Critical Need Trust. Um, so that is just cash that can help people who have either contracted the disease or are having trouble working. You know, they have to take care of family members. Um, the Navy Marine Corps Relief Society is providing no interest loans and grants to active and retired sailors and Marines. And then uh, bigger companies that you're more familiar with, Starbucks, Target, Major League Baseball, that all have programs to help employees who can't work or are working reduced hours. There are a lot of other organizations, both companies um, and guilds and foundations that are offering different types of assistance. And we're keeping that big running list over on the Ascent. So be sure to check it out and see if you need assistance, which companies and organizations can help you out. All right, let's move on and let's talk about what companies are offering assistance to their like customers and consumers who are maybe having a hard time uh paying their bills. So let's let's start off with maybe what some financial services companies are doing. Sure. So lots of financial service companies are offering assistance to their customers. So for example, a lot of credit card issuers are waiving interest um, as well as account fees and minimum payments. So we just ran a study and found that Americans with the average credit card balance paying the average interest rate would save 88 bucks a month if interest is waived. So that's, I mean, it may not sound like much on a regular day, but a lot of people are struggling right now and that can make a big difference. And if they get to skip a minimum payment just for a single month, that adds up to over $200 that they just don't have to pay back to the credit card company until they're back on their feet. So that's a big benefit. Um, most credit card issues are asking that people get in touch. They aren't doing any of these things automatically. So be sure to contact your bank or whoever issued your credit card to find out more about that. Uh, Ally Bank is letting home and auto borrowers defer payments up to 120 days. Uh, HSBC is waiving monthly fees and overdraft fees and ATM fees. So financial services companies of all types are helping people out if they need it. All right, let's move on to some other ones. Like, uh, I would really like for Comcast to not charge me so much for my internet. Do I have a chance? <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't contracted the disease, I don't think you probably have much of a chance. Yeah. But people in financial trouble can get in touch with Comcast. Uh, they've suspended late fees and disconnects if you get in touch and say that you can't pay. Uh they're also offering some paid services for free and waiving data caps. So you can watch all of Tiger King from your phone without worrying about running into your data cap. <laughs> uh, other, other cell service providers are also suspending disconnects. We're seeing that from a lot of utilities as well. So if you can't pay your electric bill, 
Um, you may be off the hook for a while. Um, airlines, as we've seen for a while now, are waiving cancellation and change fees. So companies that provide services are helping out people in need. Awesome. Bro, is there anything you want to add? Nope. It covers a lot of it. I mean, basically, it, many people are trying to help. The, the The stories out there of people being complete jerks are, are luckily few and far between. Most people are trying to work with people who need the help. So just reach out to anyone to whom you owe money, anyone you have regular payments to, and see what they can do to help you out. Right. Doesn't hurt. If you got time on your hands, might as well ask. Absolutely. All right. Remind us again where everyone can go to get the Ascents resources and there are run, the long running list of, of help that's available. Yeah, so we put all of that together in a single page and you can find it at mot.ly slash COVID help. So that's M-O-T dot L-Y slash COVID help, one word. Awesome. All right. So that was a lot. Um, and I know that you have a lot on the website also for people to go through and find out where they can get help. Now let's switch gears a little bit and talk about if you're one of those lucky people, like I am, frankly, who is has not lost their job, who is um, minorly inconvenienced by all of this and is able to help other people. Let's talk about how uh, how I can do that. Uh, so one thing I thought was, saw was interesting, um, the New York Times opinion page did a poll and they found that the this pandemic has increased Americans' feelings of solidarity with each other, uh, meaning that we feel like it's more important for us to help each other and come together. And I just thought that was awesome because you see these stories everywhere and we're suddenly all much more aware of how much we depend on each other. Um, even like a trip to the supermarket in the past maybe would have been a transaction, just a transaction that you want to go through. But now you're like, wow, thank you so much for coming into work and restocking these shelves and putting your life at risk. So, all right, Dan, what are some ways that people can help if they're able to help others? There are a lot of organizations that are helping people in need right now and that are accepting donations. So local and state charities, national charities, state governments, they're all accepting funds if you want to donate money. So to figure out who is doing it in your area, you can just run a search online. I'm sure you'll find lots of resources. Uh, we have a few of them up on the Ascents Hub as well. Um, and if you want to do more than just giving money, you can look at food banks and homeless shelters in your area. They all need a lot of help right now. So get in touch and ask them what they need. They'll tell you and they will happily accept whatever help you can give. A big one that I really like is the CDC Foundation. So you can donate directly to them and they use those donations to fund medical supplies and deploy emergency staff, uh, provide support to vulnerable communities. Uh, and they've taken in almost $50 million I saw this morning, which is absolutely wow. incredible. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of fascinating how there's a lot you can do to help. And you kind of, I think you kind of need to narrow your focus and find maybe the one or two things that really matter to you. And then chances are there's some way to help, right? Like if you want to go give blood, you can go figure out a way to give blood. If you want to support, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous, but like supporting your local restaurants suddenly makes you a hero because you're financially trying to help your community. Um, I've been buying all these random fundraising things so that I can tell myself I'm somehow helping the world. Um, and so if you want to, if you want to help people, um, 
in any different way, helping buy meals for nurses and doctors. If you want to help teachers, um, you can help teachers and help them buy supplies and help them teach remotely. Um, it's really amazing how many organizations and people are coming together to help different niches of society that need help. Absolutely. And like you said before, I mean, it might not seem like a whole lot, but just thank the people who are still working. I mean, public safety workers and healthcare workers and the people who work at food banks and shops and animal shelters. And these people are really helping keep the world running right now. So just tell them thanks and they will really appreciate it. Yeah. To Dan's point, I did come across a good article by Morgan Simon at Forbes, and she just highlighted all these basically niche organizations that are helping certain segments of the population. So the National Domestic Workers Alliance has created a coronavirus care fund. So that's people like nannies, house cleaners, um, those types of folks who are all out of a job. Uh, The Restaurant Restaurant Workers Community Foundation. There's an organization called Pizza Versus Pandemic, where you can order food for people working at hospitals from local pizzerias. So you're supporting the local pizzerias, but also giving food to people in the healthcare industry. So there are Dan's lots of really ways. really lit up when you said that. <laughs> pizza versus pandemic. Uh, I can eat called... pizza and fight the pandemic? That's yeah. amazing. That's it's amazing. <laughs> anyway, so really there are lots of things going on, probably just in your community that you can help out with. And it is a reminder of... The CARES Act is you can now get a deduction if you uh, do not itemize and you donate three hundred up to $300 in cash to a qualified charity, and you can go to the IRS website by charity. You can deduct that. If you do itemize, you can deduct 100% of your adjusted gross income. So uh, the government is trying to provide a little bit of an incentive for people to donate. All right. Well, Dan, this has been super helpful. So we have one last thing that we want to hear from you about, and that is what is your recommendation this week for our listeners to help keep them from watching eight hours of Netflix a day? Or maybe contribute to that. I don't know. (laughs) Maximize that Netflix time. I have a board game recommendation this week. So my family and I just played Flamme Rouge, which is a board game about racing bikes. And it's easy and it's fun and it's just a great game for right now. And I just checked and it's still in stock on Amazon for about 40 bucks. And it is absolutely worth the investment. Cool. Bro, do you want to go next? Well, these are good days for the Weird Al fans. So Slate did a great podcast about him in February. The New York Times Magazine just did an outstanding profile of him. By, it was written by Sam Anderson. Uh, and if you don't want to read it, you could just go to the New York Times Daily Podcast. They have it in podcast form. Plus, a book just came out, Weird Al, Seriously, by Lily Hirsch. Lily Hirsch got her PhD in musicology from Duke. So it's not only a profile of Weird Al, but also it's a serious look at his uh, music and appreciation for him as a musician. Um, the dude's wicked smart. He skipped two grades, graduated from high school at age 16, and was still the class valedictorian. Um, smart, smart dude. Never swears. His wife tries to get him to swear. He won't do it. Family man. Surprisingly shy and introverted. But the one time, my one brush with Weird Al, I saw him at King's Dominion. I went up to one of his bodyguards and I whispered, does Weird Al sign autographs? Al heard me. He turned around like, Sure. And he signed my stuff for me. So, Aww. and of course, his Twitter 
feed is awesome because he always has videos up there. Like many musicians, he does a little concert on his deck with his accordion. So good days to be a Weird Al fan. All right, Rick, how about you? Well, so I have a friend who is, um, like the rest of us, hanging out at home. She's got two, two teenage kids. They're sitting around the house all the time. They're bored. They need a little love in their life. What better time to adopt a puppy? Uh, they just brought a puppy into their house. Everyone's doing it. A little yes. bit insane. Everyone's but doing it, it. It does make sense because puppies are hard to train, especially if you're away at work. So if you're around the house all the time anyway, it's a great time to train a puppy. And if you need that in your life, think about it. We're thinking about you it. You know what I was thinking, though, is that after the corona crash pendant, whatever we're calling it again, uh, I worry that there's going to be a lot of dogs getting taken back to the pound or a lot of dogs that are not going to be taken care of. And so I worry about after all this is over, maybe that might be the better time to adopt adopt a dog because they're really going to need it. There's, there might be a glut of sad abandoned animals. Well, if you do bring a puppy into the house and train it right now, just don't be that guy. Yes. Oh, well, yeah, obviously don't <laughs> be that person. <laughs> Also, I will say, having an adult dog with separation anxiety, if you're training a puppy right now, make sure to leave them alone, even though you aren't going anywhere. It will save you a lot of time in the future. Uh, Okay. Okay. Good advice. All right. Well, my uh, advice is... All right. You're all going to push back on this, but I'm just going to do it um, because I feel like I'm one of maybe 10 Gen X people who are saying this, but... TikTok is amazing and everyone should be on TikTok. You don't have to post content, but you just like, if you go on TikTok and you just let the videos flow over you and you heart the ones that you like, they'll give you more of those. And it's just such an amazing way to see how talented people are in the world and to watch funny videos. And so I know TikTok, it's it's awful. Um, You're all going to hate this recommendation, but that's what it is. It's you'll thank me for it. Give it like 15 minutes of your life. You'll be addicted and then you'll thank me for it. And I'm going to start sending you guys random TikTok videos to like get you on. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's the show, huh? It's yes. edited. It is It is edited potty trainingly. Wait, is that what you call it when you potty train a dog? No, that's a kid. What do you call it? Crate? House train. House, House train. Break. Okay. What? Uh, it's just edited by Rick Engdahl our email is answers at fool.com Dan Dan, thank you so much for joining us please come back in the future we'd really appreciate it Uh, do you want to remind people one last time where they can go to get all these great resources at the Ascent yes it's at mot.ly m-o-t dot l-y slash covid help awesome alright for Robert Brokamp and Dan Albright I'm Allison Southwick stay foolish everybody (laughs) 